This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 263. Today, we're going to talk about it to a Teach Hoops member. Um, So we're going to kind of pull that curtain back and let you kind of listen to the things that we talk about on one of our one-on-one calls. Um, before, a couple of things before I forget. Welcome to 2019. Very excited. It's always good when you're when you're around for the next calendar year. Um, second thing is make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish, the shooting machine um, for you. Make sure you mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll take really good care of you. Give you $300 off your next purchase. Um, the, the New Year's. Here's your New Year's resolution. Here is your New Year's resolution. Become a better coach. Learn how to deal with parents. Learn how to get your kids to play hard. Join a community. All those things. I can't imagine a better time to join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, it is – here's what I'll do because it's the New Year's. If you email me, I will send you and give you a discount. Um, but you got to email me. You email me and say, hey, coach, I want, I want – this is my New Year's resolution. I want to become a better coach. You do that, I will take care of you. Trust me, it will be worth your while to send that email. So um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, and then also make sure you subscribe and like. It really does help on iTunes. But um, we're going to head off and we're going to talk to a Teachhoops member about full-court pressure, about change-ups, about how to get your team to play hard, one of the many things that we talk about in our Teachhoops community. So go over and check it out, and uh, happy 2019. Hey, Coach. Hello? Hey, Coach. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well, sir. How are you doing? I'm all right. You know, I was silly enough to get a dog the third day of ba- – a puppy at the third day of basketball season, so I'm not sure what I was thinking. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a great idea in two years when she's older, but it's like, oh, I told my wife I'm not sleeping anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I, 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 I got to get, get up from what I'm doing to take her outside. But. 
than that, I guess it's all right. The five, the five-year-old, the five-year-old golden we have already is not too sure about the seven-week-old golden. So they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a couple goldens at the same time too, and the, the, I found the older one very quickly, got short with the younger one, and then the younger one started learning what not to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like well, we talked to the breeder, and she said that um, you just got to be really careful for like the next month. Because, like, the, the five-year-old could literally eat her kind of thing and, like, hurt her. And it says once she gets older, they'll de she'll defend herself and, like, you know, crawl back. But right now it's like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I said, I told, yeah. my, I told my kids, it's like, it told my older son, it says, like, this is like, you know, you with your sister when you were little, you know. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden the kid goes flying down the steps. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's like... <laughs> Somebody comes up from downstairs crying. Yes, usually that's what it is. All right, what do we got today, Coach? All right, so uh, I have both of my assistants with me today. Last time I didn't, just right. in case they, yep. something comes to their head, too. Okay. Um, but so last time we spoke, it was uh, we were in our preseason. Um, we had uh, our athletes, and uh, we were going into the season, we were really anticipating being able to play full-court defense, not do a lot of half court and do a lot of our stuff out of the transition. Yeah. Um, we've been able to do that at times, but those okay. times have been against um, teams. We're six games in, we're three and three right now. Um, okay. Those, those times have came against teams that have significantly less talent than we do. Yep. And when it's a competitive game, uh, like our, our temperament really gets away from that to where we, it ends up hurting us more to press than it does to help. Right. Um, so are you talking about pressing or are you talking about transition offense? Uh, mainly the press. Mainly okay. the press. Yep. And yep. Our, pre our press of choice is a diamond. Um, okay. And um, with, with our girls, it, it works. It, it works really well um, most of the time just – uh, they're a little bit different come come game day where their their temperament to be aggressive and to force into the trap, force the pressure, force the the turnovers isn't there. Um, yep. So and, so so you, you're so let me let me summarize. So the 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 trap and the pressure is not working as well when you're playing better teams. Right. Teams are comparable uh, to you or better. Is that true? Correct. Yep. So, um, and are you doing it the entire game against those opponents? Or are you doing it – is that the only press you have? And are you doing it the entire game or part of the game? Or what is – what's the uh, breakdown of that? So, majority of the game, usually um, we, we have put in a one, two, two, three-quarter press that has actually had more success because it doesn't require as much – um, pressure until they cross half and forcing a trap there. Yep. Um, and uh, so it's mainly intermittent between those two. Okay. Um, but to, to a certain point, if uh, I kind of – our girls are pretty easy to read, like their facial expressions of yep. if they're into it or not. And if they're not ready to, to play aggressive and get up in it, we usually switch that one two two. Okay. So, all right, a couple things. So, first of all, there's a reason when you watch NCAA men's, you don't see them trapping the whole game. <laughs> um, You're right. 
I mean, you just don't see it, right? Um, because they're so good and they can break it. So the better teams are going to break your pressure on a more consistent basis, which means you're not going to get as many easy baskets. The reason it works against the lesser teams is because they're not any good. <laughs> and right. you, you could probably throw anything at them and probably turn them over. You could probably man them and just turn them and double them and turn them over. So, so what I have found over my career, even with my great teams, is the, you got the element of surprise is what works against better teams. Um, so are you playing – what are you playing in the half court, man or zone? Oh, we're doing a lot of three-two zone. Okay, is, uh, yep. is what works best for us. Okay, so so what you need to do is you need to have what I would say as an arsenal of things that you can go to to find something that's working. Because what you want to do against the better teams is try to keep them off. In my opinion, keep them off on the he on their heels. Are they going to man press us? Are they just are they just going to harass us and not double us? Are they going to diamond us? Are they going to one two two us? Are they going to half court zone you? You have to kind of like keep trying stuff until it sticks, and then ooh, once it, that's that's what you got to convince the girls. It's like we're just going to try something until it works, and when it works, we're going to ride it, kind of thing. You know, we're going to run we're going to run our three two, and as soon as they enter the ball, we're going to trap right away one time. And that I'm telling you, those kind of things will freak. I mean, we I just with my guys just put in. We call it 15. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trap once after half court. We're gonna we're gonna play man, and it's we're gonna we have a numbering system that you don't care. But anyway, it's gonna be one pass to the wing, and we're gonna trap, and that's it. And then we're straight straight man. But they don't know we're doing that, <laughs> so they don't know if we're yeah. doing our normal half court run and jump, and we're just gonna keep coming at them. We'll 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 get two three layups a game against really like Division One basketball players because they just won't know it's coming and the wrong kid catches the ball and tries to pass it and we get a steal and a layup and a dunk kind of thing. So I think right. the issue with those better teams is, and I've seen this with great teams. If I if I one three one you the whole game, eventually you're gonna you're gonna figure out where the weaknesses are, right? So that's right. where against those better teams, you have to go, okay, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to start in a diamond and one and then four minutes in, unless it's really working, we're going to just go back to our zone and run that for two minutes because high school kids do not, kids in general do not adjust to change well. Um, so I think that's what you have to think about. It's like, if you think pressure is the way to go, you have to start, you know, there's two there's two camps i'm only going to play man the whole game and we are going to be the best man team in the entire history of basketball or we're going to be the team that's going to change up a lot and maybe not be quite as good at all these things but you don't know what i'm going to do and you know it's going to be harder to prepare i'd rather play the team that's just playing man the entire game personally right you know because i'm going to yeah. i'm going to spend a week getting ready or four days getting ready for you. And I'm going to have all your reads down. But if you run four or five things and I don't know which one you're running and my, I might know, but my kids don't know. That's what I think you have to think about. All right. You, cause you know who your good opponents are in your league. Like, all right, for this team, yeah. here's what we're going to do. If they're really cerebral, you can do like first, you can do like, um, uh, you know, on a make, we're in one thing. On a miss, we're in another thing. We've done that with some of our really smart groups. Like, if we make a basket, we're in our three-quarter court. Or we miss a basket, we're in our three-quarter court. If we make a basket, we're in our full. 
that freaks teams out. They half times coaches don't even know what we're doing. Um, you know, make miss is a great way, but it makes them make you got to have a team that can really think on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, all your assistants um, are laughing, going, "No, that ain't happening." I've had groups yeah. that could do left, right side of the court. No one yeah. knows when you're doing that, but. Anyway, it takes a lot of practice, but if you're thinking second half of the season, that might work. Like you, you, you could start now and spend a month getting make miss. They won't know what you're doing, kind of thing. But anyway, I, I think that's yeah. your variation against the better teams. Yeah, and I and I've that's what we were actually sitting here discussing that before of you know of trying to replace some of that. Um, the expectation that we need out of our defense to, to force more turnovers right. and defensive variety rather than just the full court pressure. Yeah. Um, giving people different looks each time. All right. So um, describe, describe your team in like two sentences. Like the girls, like, are they long? Are they athletic? Yeah. Are they shooters? Are they, give me a, give me a quick synopsis and I can give you something. Uh, good athletes. Um, not a lot of length, but good overall athletes. And just sometimes could be not head cases from the standpoint where they're going to do something stupid like spike the ball or something and give up right. easy plays, just have airhead moments. Okay. So then you, they I, would trap out of your, I would trap out of your half-court zone. I, I was going to say if you were long and athletic, I'd 1-3-1. One, one. Um, but if you're not, doesn't sound like you're long – one through one isn't quite as good then, then I might like three, two and just trap in the corners. Like here's right. our rotations. When the ball goes to the corner, we're coming at them. Um, you, you know, cause you're taking angles away. If it goes, ball goes in ball tends to go again into the corner against, you know, like a three, two or a two, three. Um, but I think that change up would be the answer against those better teams. You know, it can even be, it yeah. can even be like a combo D where you're running a triangle in two. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. We we do that a lot at our level. Um, not a lot. We haven't really seen it run against us, but with the, the majority of our teams at middle school, there's generally like, and, and we've done some of the half court trapping as well. Right. There's generally two to three players that really carry a team, and then there's a significant drop off. Right. And so we either do that a box and one, a triangle and two, or what we call it fire out of our half court trap. We'll do either first pass out of the middle, or if there's a significant drop off to a girl that's consistently getting playing time, and like she's number 15, we'll fire 15 every time she catches it. She you know? catches it. That's a great idea. Like, yeah. Especially at that level, I, especially at that level, I would think about the inverted triangle and two where it's not, it's not, you know, it, it's one person on the bottom and two people at the elbow, and then that one person just stays home. Um, so it takes away the dribble penetration because you put the two girls at half at the elbows and then you put one in the baseline and then she just protects the, she, you basically tell her no layups, don't give up any layups, <laughs> protect the paint. Um, so it takes away the dribble penetration, takes away the layups and you take away the two best shooters. So you're leaving, you know, basically three through five to shoot mid range jumpers, hopefully. Um, yeah, that can work too. Just a little change like that freaks teams out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that's on the 
the the defensive side that we've looked at, and I, I think I may have mentioned it when I first started, but is talent, skill, and athleticism-wise, we wholeheart. Like, I, I, I feel like our – when we do do the full-court pressure, it should be much more effective than what it is, and it's more of – like the attitude and temperament that yep. we take to it. Okay. And like we, we've coached that, uh, done more high energy, high intensity practice. Um, we've done like, you know, we, we talk about being really annoying defenders in that, yep. um, in our, in our practices and making them be loud and use a lot of energy. And, and to an extent it's happening with our offensive motion um, from the standpoint of come game time, like recording our practice versus watching game film, it's two different teams in terms of the energy level dissipates and the aggressiveness dissipates from practice to game day. And is it and because so we're, they don't want to make mistakes? Is it because they don't want to get in foul trouble? Is it because, I mean, who's your no, energy? I think it's a lot of – it's a lot of making mistakes. That's something with uh, whenever we took over the team last year that we dealt with a lot. Um, we ate, we went as far as to have individual meetings with them to figure out what, you know, what they were, because they look like they were playing in fear. Okay. And um, so we talked to, it's not been as bad this year, but it's still evident in the, in the aggression. Um, a lot of them are, they're all afraid of making mistakes uh, regardless of how many, like there's very few things that we, like I, we, none of us have gotten up in arms about anything in the past two years. Like we're, we're not big yellers and screamers unless we're trying to get them to hear us uh, or anything like that. Uh, a lot of them are fear of making mistakes from mom and dad in the stands. So we've had a lot yeah. of those conversations. Okay. Uh, things like that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying that. Please pause, stop the car, pull over to the side of the road, uh, go on iTunes, leave a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe so you get all the updates. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It allows me to take my wife out to dinner and bring all these great podcasts to you. So it's a way for you to give back. Um, so can't imagine a better thing, uh, if you especially if you love these podcasts. So um, resources, videos, all sorts of stuff in there available for you. So go over and check it out. But, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a difference. And – you know, other than playing someone else, the uh, you know, from practice to game day, rather than playing a teammate, playing another team, the other difference there is mom and dad's in the stands, and they're not in practice. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Do you have, like, an Energizer bunny on the bench that can kind of try to get everybody going? Or is it something you can do in pregame? Or could you how, – how long do you have for warm-ups? Uh, generally, it's probably eight minutes for our varsity girls. Okay. Um, so I would try to do something in warmups that that you're that gets them going. Like, are you maybe you could do a three on three or a three on four trapping thing? You know, I'd have to think outside the box because I've never had that issue. Um, but I think you got to simulate what you want in the warmup so it correlates right to the game. Because what they're not they're not they're not connecting A and B is the problem. Um, so yeah, yeah. The solutions are you either have to have an energizer bunny which I've had on some teams that they can get everybody going. That takes a special kid or you have to say, all right, here's, you know, I don't care the, the extra shots or layups or all that kind of stuff you do in warmups. 
I mean, I run my entire offense. I'll run quick hitters. I'll run out of bounds. I don't care. If you're going to watch me in warm-ups and then be able to – great, good for you. Most people can't do that. So um, yeah. so that's why I think in that warm-up, you got to use that warm-up as, okay, we're going to get – this is us. And maybe it's a circle and they're just getting each other pumped up. I don't know. I don't know your girls well enough. Um, but it's got to be something that they go – they can connect A to B. Um, you know, then they'll forget them out. They will, they will, I believe me, they will forget mom and dad if they get the energy. Um, so it's like, maybe, maybe you get somebody clapping because clapping has been shown to kind of give energy. Maybe it's like they 40 seconds before you take the court, you get a clapping thing or something that, you know, I've had volleyball, I've had teams that love to do that kind of stuff. Um, and then I it, it definitely, and then I would practice that warm up in practice, like you know what I mean. So whenever yeah. we've had problems with our warm up and not being where we need to, we'll take practice time and go. Okay, here's our ten minutes. Let's see what let's see what the warm up is going to look like for tomorrow, and then we practice it to get them you know used to it. Um, and then I'll say stop. Okay, that energy level was a six. We need to get it to a nine. Here's what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that would be the first thing I would think about. Um, also, I think about practice. You know, how can you make, you know, and again, it's correlating the practice to the game, but you almost have to make practice a game light. Like, okay, let's have, let's split these up into two equal groups and let's keep score. And the only way you score, only way you get a point is you turn somebody over kind of thing. So you simulate what you want them to do in practice for the game. Um, you know, it's obviously coaching boys. It's a little different than the girls, but because they tend they chew each other's arm off to lose. I think. Um, but I, I think that's what you got to kind of do in practice to show them what you want for the game. To keep something with score. Keep something with you know. Here's what here's what we want, and this is the thing we're we're this is the thing that we're that's important to us. Turning them over getting a layup, something like that. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I like that. Um, let's see. So the the last uh, thing that we had uh, that I had written down coming in that I wanted to ask you about is kind of – they kind of go hand in hand is offensive balance from the standpoint of we run – like uh, in the past, you know, of all last season and this season, I think we've had maybe a total of three teams run man against us. And so it's just not super friendly being middle school girls basketball. Right. So um, we have dip, we have motions, mainly zone-oriented motions, yeah. um, that are pretty equal opportunity that anyone can score type deal. And uh, looking through our film so far this year, we are really most – we, we do the most and are the most efficient when about three of our girls are the ones that are actually doing the scoring. Because um, they're showing you know, and they're having to hit shots, basically, is the gist of it. Right. Yeah. And the ones that can create opportunities, the ones that are crashing the boards or getting to the hole or, or can relocate well enough to get the open shot from their teammate. Um, so in terms of that offensive balance, it's it's pretty equal opportunity right now in the – the only reason why I call that into question is because the other girls that we have rotating into those spots, uh, offensive skill set is not super strong on them. They're still <laughs> immature on their offensive skills. 
Uh, and we encourage aggressiveness and attacking um, consistently, uh, but we're not getting a lot of – really, we're not getting any offensive input from Some about of two of our start fives. Yep. Yeah. So have and you sat so down with, with that, have you said – first of all, how will the girls handle one-on-ones and will they handle constructive criticism? Um, they will handle constructive criticism if we sit them down and if it's – if the – it's very specific. Was, uh, we came across this last year. We can, we can tell them to show them the things that they're doing wrong um, and their first instinct is heads going to go down, they're going to lose confidence and everything. Uh, so any constructive criticism like that, we have to follow it up with encouragement. You know, like, hey, we yeah, know you yeah, can yeah. do this. Get it out of you. Yeah. Like we have to, we have to immediately pull them back up. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so, 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 okay. So that that answered the question I thought. Anyway, so what I would say is I would give them specific roles and types of shots that they should take. I'll go. You are the best bank shooter we have. Here's the type of shot that you should get in our offense. So I think you got to I think you got to go from the positive standpoint, but you have to narrow it to you are not, you know, your strength is not shooting threes, but your strength is dribbling off and dribbling and attacking the rim. So let's let's I want you to focus on that aspect because the other team doesn't know that you're telling Susie not to shoot threes is basically what you're saying, right. but you're telling her that's not your strength. You are really good at this thing. So you got, so the, the other two starters or the other girls, you basically have to watch film and figure out what their strength is <laughs> and then just feed that. That's what you need to do. Cause you are so good at that. That's what you need to do. So what you're doing is you're eliminating other things, but you're emphasizing the positive. That's, that's what I have found is really, um, so that they'll feel good about themselves. Coach believes I can attack the rim. Well, yeah, I do because that's better than you doing this. <laughs> uh, you know, because I've had three-point kids that think they're three-point shooters, and they couldn't, they couldn't shoot a basket into the Grand Canyon, let alone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, they just couldn't do it. So, But I didn't tell them not to shoot threes because they might have to shoot a three at some point. So I didn't want to but, – but I told them, this is what you need to score. You need to get offensive rebounds, and you need to attack – you know, off the dribble kind of thing. So that's where you got to kind of break it down that way for them. And it makes it much easier. Especially the girl, I have found that works a thousand times better um, for them. And then you, you basically have eliminated things, but given them things to do because they got to score. If they're out there, they got to get something for you. Otherwise. Yeah. You give them the one golden option. Yes, and, and then when they're not, like, and then when they take a bad three, you say, "Hey, you know, next time let's try to bowl." Then that's where you can tell the other three or four captain girls or leaders. It's like you don't when 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 she shoots the three and she's sure enough, you don't go say, "What are you doing? Why are you shooting that three? You go, "Hey, next time I think you can attack the rim." So what you do is you accentuate that positive with her, and you have to tell the other girls, "This is what you need to do." Once on the court, you don't yell at her for shooting the three or taking a bad shot. You tell her, hey, next time I think the offensive glass was there, attack it, all right, nice job, boom, high five, move on. And then that, that she won't hear the she, – she'll definitely shut down and say, why did you shoot the three? But, and then have no confidence and never hit another three. But if you tell her that, oh, hey, next time do the, do the, do the thing that they're good at, it will pay dividends, trust me. It really will. Right, okay.
Does that make sense? And then, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then the the follow up to that would be we we had a, a four out one in motion coming into the year and a three out two in motion coming into the year. Um, we still have those. We will still use those. Um, but we've also put in uh, a different one for each set um, because our first ones are predicated. We are we are guard heavy as a team. Yeah. Um, uh, our first ones are were predicated on being able to get penetration. Okay. And we have mainly one that will actually consistently do that of okay. of our guard heavy team. Uh, the rest of them. It's I don't know if I think it's a lot of it is the confidence to be able to attack in there, um, and we're just not aggressive enough going back to the temperament thing. So we've adjusted those to predicate more on cutting to bit more pass entries, um, and, and getting the ball moving quicker because the in <clears throat> from watching our film from early in the year um, when we're not being aggressive we're still pounding the air out of the ball and it's just not going anywhere. Um, so, so we've, so we've changed to try to get more pass oriented and keep everything downhill. Still, uh, the issue that we've had is I can pull those girls out and run five on O uh, of any of our motions and they will attack where they should. Uh, they will pass where they should. We will throw, you know, if we throw our JV out there against them, they will still run the motion properly. Um, and come game time, we might get a couple. Like, you can count on one hand throughout the entirety of a game when we execute our motions correctly. Um, and so we're having – so that goes back to that correlation between practice and game where we're having a disconnect between how sometimes, like, super great, like the looks that we get in practice, even when we even out our teams against one another, like it – it looks great, and we're all looking at each other like, holy crap, just do this every time. Um, and then getting into the game, and, and it's, nowhere near as, it's nowhere near as consistent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I'm not sure what the solution for that is. Um, yes, so you have to somehow simulate everything you want. Is there any way you could run one type of motion with all the groups? Or you feel like you have to have different sets? Um, we we could absolutely. We just uh, I have we we went with a four out one in look and a three out two in look. Just uh, I don't remember. last time we spoke. All of my eighth graders are post players. All my post players are eighth graders. Right. So we kind of did that in preparation of of no. having something if we got in foul trouble underneath and needed to go with a smaller lineup right. or especially what our JV will run, not really having any posts. Uh, so that's why we kind of had the two options. Um, but no, we, we could simplify it down to one for sure. And then, and, maybe, and then maybe, maybe quick hitters out of it to get some ISOs if you need that. I'm just trying to think of yeah. simplify things, um, you know, or you could, you know, go ahead. Yeah, no. So, <clears throat> yeah, one of my assistants was just saying, like, uh, it—it's almost like it, especially with our varsity group, they've gotten really well. Of if we run a quick header out of that set, they'll run it. Um, you know, and and even set up plays that we do, they run them well. It's 
just the consistency of the motion, and it goes back to having that one. And it's our point guard, which is a good thing, um, that can consistently run the motion effectively. Right. Just getting them and uh, one of our other uh, captains on the team to be more we, – we talked to them all year about being more vocal in their leadership. Right. Uh, to be able to, like, it's it's okay, like, if a girl doesn't know what she's doing, and you know to let her know. Like, tell well, her. What you should I say think. to her, what you should say to them is leaders lead themselves and others. Leaders lead themselves and others. So you not only have to worry about yourself, but the other ones. That's what real leaders do. And then you kind of give them some examples of that. Um, what I would do is I would try to simplify um, – because I would think you maybe want to you make it more complicated on the defensive end from what we talked before. And then I would sit down with your assistants and figure out this is my issue is I want to have too many quick hitters in. And you just got to figure out what quick hitter does what for what kind of player. Like, okay, we need a three. Well, okay, I'm going to have a quick hitter that's going to give me a three. But then I don't need six more quick hitters that give me the kind of the same look. You know, I try to find a quick hitter that will give me somebody moving to the basket, a quick hitter that will maybe get me the free throw line, a quick hitter that will get me a quick three, you know, those kind of things, and then get really good at them. Um, and then if you get good at them, you can always adjust or second round or all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, otherwise, otherwise I would just make it – I would shorten things up in practice if you want to keep those things. And, you know, all right, we're going to do three perfect reps of this set and then we're done. And then we're going to work three perfects. And then what you have to do is throw chaos to them so they have to get used to it like it's, in, like it's a game. So, you know, you got to put eight minutes up on the clock or whatever and just make chaos happen so they, can, they have to get used to the changes that are going to occur in a game where they have to go from one set to another set to a quick hitter to a timeout to this. Otherwise, you're never you never you're not practicing what they're feeling in a game. You're practicing it in a you know closed environment, but you're not that chaos and that anxiety and all those things that happen in an actual game. You got to somehow simulate it. I think that's what I have found as yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that makes Does that, that make makes sense? sense. So we'll yeah. So we'll add in some of our defensive stuff and then and then get together as a coaching staff and pick out what we want to do with those offensive quick hitters. Right. Um, and then in our, in our motion, I think one of the things that has, that has gotten us in trouble is like in terms of being in the right place at the right time from that standpoint of the execution, especially in practice, um, whether it's against, uh, you know, against one another in a scrimmage or five on O uh, it's been well, but one thing that, I know that we're consistently kind of harping on is getting them to be at full speed, even if we're working on something five on O. That's why you got to shorten and it up. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. convinced we live in the Snapchat world where I want, I want good reps and less rather than, I mean, I think back to some of the practices I had 30 years ago. I mean, that guys couldn't handle my practices from 30 years ago. So I think that's what we got to consciously think about is, shorter, precise, give me a lot and then you can go home kind of thing. Um, and I think that will help. I've done that in the last five or six years and it's helped. More precise, expectations are higher for what we're doing, but we're doing less of them. Um, you know, I want precision and precise rather than quantity. 
you know, sometimes I think as coaches, we want quantity. <laughs> um, and it's not, that's not always the effective thing. That's just, I don't know. That's just an observation from an old part, but it, it, I found that to be useful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no, that makes sense. I mean, I've seen that even in my younger brother's teams and things like that. Yeah. That's one thing. Uh, just, and I don't know. Well, because the thing that we see is, okay, even if we, like there was, we went over our motion for like about a 10-minute segment in a practice before a game um, just to review the day before. And then we found ourselves harping on the full speed and everything like that. Um, and then they slowly got there and then come game day, nothing was ever even open because we're not going at the full speed. And then when we pushed them, we called the timeout to talk about to go full speed. Right. Turnovers started happening yeah. because we weren't And do they, full do speed they sense it? Can you show them film? Can you show them that they're not? Can you, can you videotape practice and videotape a game and then show them kind of splice it together and say, look at this, look right. at this, you know, you tell me which one's which, you know, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I think you visually got to yeah, show them. That's one step that we haven't taken yet that we're about to is doing some recording of our practices just to see, show them what they're fully capable of doing and then what we're actually producing. Yeah. Cause it's those visual learners. Some kids feel it, but some kids will need to see it. Um, and if they see it, then I think it will be better. Yeah, it's going to be better in the long haul, I think. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I got to go feed my dog. Uh, let me know, Coach. We can, get, uh, we can get on again and stuff if you have questions. If stuff's not working. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. All Thank right. You. Yep, Appreciate no problem. You Talk to you soon. Yep, bye. Sure, Hey, Coach, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, you know, it is a way for you if you like these podcasts and want them to keep coming on and you want them to be free. Go over and check out Teach Hoops. It's a way to kind of get back a little bit. Resources, community. You know, if you're stuck with parents or your kids aren't playing hard, we have all sorts of resources that will help you with those issues. Also, go over and um, leave a review. And we would love that. And we love those five stars. And make sure you subscribe so you make sure you get everything. So, all right, until our next podcast, talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.